<coughs> Good evening, Mary Rabbi Isai. We are beginning Bezer Hashem, Perik Shani. Second Perik here in Shar HaTshuva from the Chavis HaVavis. So he was uh, a little bit, I would say, easy on us in the Psicha and in the first Perik to uh, give us sort of very strong encouragement about Tshuva. But now he's going to get into the thick of things and tell it how it is. Okay, you figured we're ready. We're ready to hear this now. After the encouragement, we're ready to hear the uh, the truth. So he says like this: There are three categories of we'll call it people of those doing tshuva, and uh, he's nice enough to call all three categories people who are involved in tshuva. Although the way he describes the first one, the fellow is not doing tshuva at all. But there are three areas, three categories, where you could consider a person sort of in some mode of tshuva. Echad mehem, the first one is, hashov, someone who does tshuva, machmash derech Yeah, he's doing tshuva because he hasn't been able to commit the sin. But but when he finds opportunity to do the sin, oh, goiver yitzroyal sikhloi. Then his Yetzirah overpowers his intellect, his desires, his temptations overpower his intellect, and and he's not going to hold back from doing that. And we have to think, are we in this category of people that we think, well, look at that, it's been a few weeks already, <coughs> and I haven't done such and such Avera. You know, a person, let's say, he eats non-kosher. You know, he knows he's not supposed to, but he does it anyway. And then three weeks, he hasn't eaten on kosher. You know why? That's because everybody, everybody he's gone. He's only had kosher food. So he thinks, wow, I'm such a tzaddik. I haven't eaten on kosher. <coughs> but to the extent that it says the Chavis above us, he thinks he's a Baal Tshuva. He thinks he's actually doing Tshuva. Where in reality, it's, it's only Le Derech Laveira. He hasn't had the opportunity. And this goes even with the more severe sins. You know, a person who is uh, doing immoral behavior, whether it's in sight or listening or action, and he says, wow, I haven't done this Aveira in weeks. That's because he hasn't had the opportunity to present itself to, to uh, do that Aveira. But who might say, when it will come, his intellect knows he shouldn't be doing this, but... His heart pulls him to do the Aveira. He will not hold back. And then when he finishes doing that, when he finishes committing the sin, he sees how despicable his action was. He finishes that meal. He just ate a meal of pork. Oh, now he's ready. He, he started to get indigestion. He's too full. He ate too much. He says, why did I do that? Why did I give in to my Yetzirah again? Couldn't hold back. Why did I eat that non-kosher? And it's the same thing the Mepharshim gives, the same thing with, with Arias also. After the time is not there anymore, and he's, he's indulged himself, ah, what did he do that for? Did he need to do that? Couldn't hold himself back? That's the, the Mepharshim. Say, The wicked are full of regret. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Eh, what did I do that for? So why? You would think he's a big Baal Tshuva. No, he's someone on the Derek of Tshuva. 
Says the Chavis of Avis, I'll tell you what's what's the status of this person. He's doing tshuva with his mouth. But not really with his heart. He's paying lip service. He's saying, oh, should never have done that Avera. But he's not making any attempt to change. He's not making any direction to change his actions. So he's saying, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so terrible that I did this. Shouldn't have done that. Isn't he a Balchuva? Now he hasn't done it for a while. Says the he's not a Balchuva. That's not really doing Chuva. It's just the opportunity hasn't presented itself. But when it does, oh, he's going to fall again. Because he hasn't done any of the steps to make sure that he doesn't do that. And even though he's saying, oh, I have such remorse, why did I do that? It's just lip service. It's more than that. Says the Chavis He's really guilty and he's going to be punished. Listen to the example that he gives describing a Pasuk in Yirmiya. Let me read you first the, uh, the, the Pasuk before this in Yirmiya. Okay? This is in Yirmiya Perek Zion Pasuk Gimel. So says the Almighty. The Navi is speaking on behalf of Hashem and says, Do tshuva, better your ways, and then I will dwell with you in this house. This is Yirmiyah Novi. He was, we know, the prophet of doom. He was the one who was predicting the destruction of the Bayes Rish in the first temple. And he says, because you're not following Hashem's ways. And Hashem says, do tshuva, and then I will once again rest my shechini here. Which at that point had departed. Don't be, try to believe. Don't trust the divrei sheker lemar. Don't believe those false prophets that are telling you, Heichel Hashem, Heichel Hashem, Heichel Hashem heima. That's what the Buzzik says. Ah, this house will never be destroyed. This is Hashem's Heichel, Hashem's sanctuary. Never be destroyed. Don't worry about it. There's so much Kedusha emanating from him. From here, nothing will happen to it. And the Navi says, not, not true, that's not what's going to happen. So then he goes on to say that those who trust in the false prophets and think, don't worry, you'll go to the, the Beis Hamidosh, you'll bring a carbon, you'll clap a little al-chait, you'll have remorse, everything will be wiped away. So now he comes to the Pasuk with the, that Chavis Avavis quotes. Hagonoiv, Rotsoyach, Venoyov, you see someone's going to steal, someone's going to murder, someone's going to commit adultery, someone's going to swear falsely, someone's going to burn incense to the Baal, and go after that was the sin of those days. We could just plug in any sin that we have these days. Someone who's going to do a whole list of sins. And then who boss him, you're going to come, Vamadim Lafana Babaya says, you're going to come stand in this house before me. That my name rests on it. Vamartem. And you'll say, Nitzalnu, we are saved. We're on base. We're saved because we're in the base on Migdash. And you're going to do that, Lamana says, Kalateva, he you're going to do that just in order to be able to commit all of these abominable sins. So now the Navi says, 
in the name of Hashem, Hamoros Do you think that this is a cave of criminals, the Beis Hamikdash? It's not, Hashem says. Wow. Wow. What is he saying over here? So really what the Navi is describing here, if we just do it in modern terms, is that a person falls into a sin and he says, I feel bad. Why did I do that? Now I don't even have the temptation. I feel bad that I have to go after that non-kosher stuff. Ah, I didn't need it. It just made me ill afterwards. And the person comes to shul, and he davens, and he says, oh, I really feel feel terrible. I feel disgusted at myself that I did. And he feels, wow, I'm such a different person. I'm like a bal tshuva. I'm totally s- finished with that sin. But really, he's never made any steps to correct the sin. He has remorse that he does. Thus, he has remorse that he did the action. But he doesn't really have remorse that this sin that he did caused destruction. This sin that he did was a traitor against Hashem. See, he's not there yet. He feels disgusted by it, but the problem is he's able to calm his conscience by being in the Beis Hamidosh. He thinks he's so holy now. He's in the Beis Hamidosh. He's connecting with Hashem. I'm davening to Hashem. I'm bringing a carbon, But he has no intent of, that's not me anymore. I'm a different person. He, he has charota, he has remorse. He, he's not happy that he fell into the trap again. But in three weeks from now, when it presents itself again, is he going to be any different? So actually, the fact that he has a Beis Hamidosh is terrible for him. This person who's able to come into Shul and Daven and say, oh, now I'm connected, now I feel so holy. Of course you feel holy. They don't serve non-kosher food in the Beis HaKnesses. So of course you feel holy. But it's not tshuva. So the Chavis says, this is just saying it with your mouth. It's lip service, but it's not with the heart. It's not with any action. And as a matter of fact, because the person has a place to hide and run, the Beis Hamidosh, the Hashem says, Hama'oras Babes, is this a cave for the criminals? You know, in, in the cave, the criminals don't steal from each other either. You know? They, but when they go out again, then they're out stealing again. So this is the Chavos Avavis's first chelik. The chelik Arishan, he says, Echad Mayhem, one of the, the categories of people doing tshuva is just a remorseful feeling after one has committed an Avera. But if it just stops at that, and the person is able to sort of get some comfort by the fact that he's sort of plugged into some holy place, even as holy as the Beis Amigdosh, says Chavos Avavis, this is not really tshuva. This is just lip service. It's not tshuva because the person really hasn't grasped and understood really the severity of the sin and what he has done wrong. And he hasn't made any steps of change in his life. So, but this is category number one. We'll even give him the, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll call him the first level of a bal tshuva. But he's a bal tshuva just with his mouth. He's a bal tshuva just saying that he has remorse but he hasn't really changed. He hasn't really been starting even on the road to tshuva because when the opportunity will present itself again, he's that same ganav, reitzayach, noyev, etc. And the fact that he can go to a Beis Hamikdash and sort of think that now things are better and he is better, he thinks he has done tshuva, that's only 
to his detriment. So this is category number one. Mitzvah Hashem will see tomorrow evening. We'll see number two and number three as well. Akutenak Shavu